0: from chico california this is the barbless fly fishing podcast where we discuss norcal fly fishing guiding fishery science and management conservation and more no better fish better here's your hosts chad alderson and nick Hanna.
1: this episode of the barbless fly fishing podcast is brought to you by california trout working throughout the state to ensure we have resilient wild fish thriving in healthy waters for a better California support cow trout's innovative science based work by becoming a member or donating today at caltrout.org.
2: Hey, welcome to another episode of the barbless fly fishing podcast. I'm your host, uh, Chad Alderson. Nick is, uh, in a meeting today. He's got, you know, it's busy, busy times on COVID The COVID, uh, chronicles continue here guys. Um, so today's date is I need to look, I don't even know. I just kind of lose track of time. Um today is the 25th of March and it's uh 4:30 p.m. Um the the Congress just released a 2 trillion dollar stimulus package for the economy. Um that just happened about an hour ago it looks like. So that's good news but um you know, hopefully we can uh rainy day it and and make it work. Um so with us today is michelle titus and john fischetti from clearwater uh clearwater lodge and are you guys in fall river or bernie i can't i always forget fall? fall river mills yeah fall river mills how are you guys doing
1: i'm, I'm doing uh, okay I'm, I'm doing all right
2: yep yep um so how are things going on the ground there you two like uh, we have you know michelle if you guys don't know about michelle she owns a lodge called the clearwater lodge up in fall river and John's her head guide there that runs a guide program and he also um is does guide guiding like what 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 do you call it when you're a solo guide person owner an independent. operator independent Independent. He's an
0: independent guide, yeah.
2: Yeah, see. I I learn oh. something new every day doing this show. So
0: Right. All of the guides actually that work out of Clearwater are independent guides um I I just contract with them based on their availability. Um so they each have their own book of business and work um a variety of waters both during my season which is the trout season and then then through the fall um and winter and into the spring so this is impacting all of them um you know away from whether or not or when the lodge is going to be able to to reopen again
2: yeah well um Typically right now you're kinda of like gearing up for opener and, and I, I assume getting the lodge kinda of dialed up, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I'm used to um, you know, shelter in place is kinda of the way I live my life during the winter. I'm too <laughs> I'm down here and I live down here year round. So we're closed. I keep, um, you know, a maintenance staff, but yeah, there's always uh, upgrades and um ordering and stuck in the fly shop and those kind of things but it's it's really quiet this is my time to travel in fact right now i'm supposed to be in hawaii i was officiating a wedding on friday that um was postponed so i'm going to officiate it in their backyard in palisadro on friday how, um, just four of them
2: how many um weddings have you done
0: this is my first one they were very brave very good friends and That's very cool. brave she's my She's my bet, my horse, my equine surgeon, and um, we've been really dear friends over the last six years. So, they punted and asked for me to do that. Um, That's cool. So I ran to Shasta County and got deputized, so I could very, You get you're given the, a pass to do a one day wedding. So I'm going to pull yeah. that off on Friday. Are you nervous? Uh, no. I'm redoing vows right now, or kind of what I'm going to say. And again, it's really going to be quiet. We're going to FaceTime her father in and um hopefully jim's parents uh i don't think i'm nervous i think i might cry i'm sure i'll cry but i'm pretty excited it's an honor and it'll be a lot easier without um without an audience i think
2: that's cool i've done i've officiated three weddings and i was nervous for the first one it was my sister's but then after that it was pretty chill but um yeah uh, yeah, I got ordained through the Universal Life Church. You can go there on, right. online, and uh, you can even get your dog ordained if you want, I think, probably. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: If I can get I ordained, for the
0: Hawaii. anybody can. Hawaii was easier. Um, California was a little more strict about what you have to do. Well, Shaft County was strict. I had to yeah. go up here in person and do some crazy stuff that I didn't have to do for Hawaii. But Cool. Onward and upward. Uh, and then we I had a group. I put together a hosted trip in April Yeah, um, to Belize. Uh, we were supposed to leave the 11th and that, uh, just got shut down in the last few days. So we've rescheduled for, um, a year from now, April 10th, we're going to go. So, um, it's impacting, you know, I think it's impacting personal for me, it's impacting personal fishing and personal fun, um, a little bit more differently than on the ground day to day life here. Yeah, It's pretty quiet for me normally.
1: Can
2: you guys kind of talk about a little bit about when you book these either lodge or destination trips, how the deposits work, because there's a lot of people that I think don't, if they have book, if they have trips booked right now, um, maybe don't understand how the the whole money situation works on the back end. My understanding is if you're the, even if you're the independent and you're the one that's doing a hosted trip, you have to kind of like front the money almost to make those, to make those work. And I know on the lodge side you do, is that, is that accurate?
0: So for a hosted trip, um, you know, typically you're, Guaranteeing a facility during a, a set day mm-hmm. that you're going to bring X number of people, and it can be anywhere from six to ten, is kind of the the norm. And if you're able to bring in that number of paying guests, you've, you know, reached your milestone. I've not had anyone, ha- I mean, I've not been required to pay anything up front. It's just they will only hold days for you for a certain period of time oh, while you reach out and get them filled. Um, you know, but if you don't have it filled and you say to them, oh, don't worry about it, I'm going to fill it. Then yeah, I guess you'd be on the hook to, um, to come up with that money from, um, and, and in working again, the, the lodge and police, they're being good to us. They're, um, you know, going to move our reservations forward. And I've even asked them to, refund back, you know, the, the final, we all made our final payments to refund back that final payment to the three other couples that are going and just keep the half deposit um, until next year. And we'll see what they say. But um,
2: I think that's a reasonable request.
0: Yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing to ask. I'm not as worried about me, but I'm worried about people that, you know, I made arrangements for this thing and drug people into this from my standpoint here, running the lodge, you know, we start booking out a year ahead of time. Um, a lot of our, ga- our guests book the day they leave for either the exact same week or something comparable in the coming season. Um, and I typically around the first of the year start, um, collecting or once our season has ended, then I collect a deposit and, um, you know, that keeps their space. You know, the situation here, we're relatively small. Um, we can have up to 22 guests, um, But people book these kind of trips in advance. And so collecting a deposit um, more or less ensures that you're going to have guests show up because we aren't in a business where people call at the last minute, um, you know, with five days free or three days free and driving five hours to come and stay. Um, I so far have not had any requests uh, or cancellations. Had a couple large groups um, that just due to company policy and the current situation with the virus can't have any group trips in Q one, Q two, so we moved them into July and August. Mm -hmm. Um but, you know, at this point my guests are, are happy to sit back and wait and see what's gonna happen. We're not scheduled to open until mid May. So I think um, you know, I'm comfortable waiting until mid to late April and then making that call as to whether or not we need to be, you know, pushing reservations forward. If anyone wants their money back, of course. I'm going to do that. Um, and and I think any of us in, in a, that are small business owners are going to do whatever it takes to maintain good relationships with our guests who we rely on to come back year after year. Yeah. John can talk to the impact this is having on independent guides. I think they maybe run a little less tight financial ship and don't always require deposits. And that may be um, more of an ouch for them. John, I know you mentioned to me you've lost some bookings lately. What's going on with you?
1: Uh, I lost all of my bookings. I have nothing scheduled for the next two months. Everyone's canceled. Um, I returned everyone's deposits because I just felt like that was the right thing to do right now. Um, You know, I I mean, obviously, people all said they would rebook, and, and, and I'm sure they will, but you know, who, who knows when that's going to happen. So this has definitely been a, a huge financial, um, yeah, I mean, it's hurt for sure. Um, and it's the same way with every, you know, independent guide that I know, um, in the North state right now. I mean, no one yeah. is working, um, you know, and everyone, I don't know, you know, personally what everyone's doing about deposits. Um, I know some people have people, you know, already kind of rebooked for later in the year. Um, the problem, you know, that I have is kind of a little more unique where the lodge starts up, you know, in May. So I don't book a lot of my own trips from, um, you know, May to November. It's mostly lodge trips. So, um, you know, I probably won't recoup the losses from um you know these couple months this year it'll probably just be a loss
2: yeah um you know with this with the stimulus package that they that congress just approved uh, there's there there must be provisions in there for situations like this john um i am trying you know i'm trying to put together an episode that talks specifically to um you know folks like yourself in the position you're in right now and all those other guides and, you know, basically like small shop owners and folks like that. Um, I'm trying to get somebody, a professional expert on the show to kind of talk about what the options are within the context of those those types of, of businesses. So if anybody listening knows anyone that could come on and, and kind of like parse that subject with us um, and, and just answer a bunch of questions that we have, we'll, we'll probably have, you know, a, an actual guide on as well just to to get, you know, to get those questions straight from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Um, we really could use, you know, some insight there. I've got a few feelers out, but these are, you know, ones to a, a payroll company that I that I work with that had put out some nice documentation and seemed to have their their finger on what's going on, but I don't know if I'll be able to get them on yet.
0: Well until the um, so the, the current package that hasn't passed, the one that's being wrangled around in the Senate and the House is the one that's going to address small businesses and individual payments. The, um, the initial doc, the initial um, stimulus stimulus one is um, more directed towards uh, financing medical assistance and such. So um, when that happens, I'm happy to turn you over to the professionals that I'm working with currently. And it sounds like there's going to be some small business loans, some in the form of grants, mostly in the, unfortunately, in the form of loans for small businesses, um, unless it's been removed, there is a provision for independent contractors, the gig economy kind of workers, which is where fishing guides would fall into, yeah, yeah. Um, to be able to receive that you know $1,200 payment. If they're filing taxes, if they're showing revenue, um, I know they they have been trying to find a way to fit. Those people in, which would also include a lot of, you know, bartenders, waiters, waitresses, people whose yeah. W two reflects not necessarily a lot in revenue, but mostly in ten ninety nine um, uh, tips and things like that. So yeah. uh, I think we're a few days away from understanding what help might be coming, um, but it but it certainly you know, could be a little bit that, that helps everybody.
2: Yeah. Michelle, I'll probably take you up on that. If, if I can't get, uh, someone from this other company that I've, I'm working on to get to come on. And I want to, I want to try to get that episode up, you know, at later next week, if possible.
0: In the meantime, people can fish alone. Um, I know Johnson taking his girlfriend out. I see a lot of guides finally teaching, um, you know, teaching wives teaching spouses teaching dates teaching mates um individuals out fishing is still okay um i think i think it's unfortunate and where we are and so many of the the fall and winter type trips are in your boats but that probably is a frowned upon getting in a boat with strangers um yeah. situation but walking waiting why not you can easily be six feet away from someone uh, um, and getting yourselves out on the water, um, continuing to tie flies, continuing to purchase your equipment for the coming season from our local fly shops. Um, uh, I think that that is something that we can all do to um, help all of our friends and family in, in the industry.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, you know, how this goes for guides right now. I mean... I'm seeing a few people out working here and there. There's, you know, I had a guy call me that wanted to come up from the Bay this week. And, you know, obviously I'm in that weird situation right now where it's like, well, do I really want to be having someone from the Bay area come up and be in my boat with me? But at the same point, at the same time, it's like, well, how can I turn down money right now? You know?
2: Yeah. And I I think that's a pretty common struggle for a lot of people right now, John, you know,
1: I, I don't, I mean, I think if somebody wants to come up and <laughs> fish with me right now, I'm probably going to take the trip. You know, my thing, what I was going to do with the guys, you know, that I kind of talked to was, you know, we'll be in the boat together. I don't think that's that big of a deal when we're outdoors. You know, we're not going to be, you know, right on each other's faces, you know, so we're a couple feet apart in the boat. And I told them, you know, bring all your own food and bring all your own drinks and, I'll bring all my own food, and my own drink.
2: Yeah. I, I honestly think it's, it's going to, it's kind of on a case by case basis, you know, in terms of regional stuff, because I wouldn't walk six feet away from someone in central park in New York. I'll tell you that, you know, no. Right, so, right. so it kind of, you know, again, I'm no doctor, but, um, you gotta just be smart about it. Uh, are you tying flies or anything and just kind of like building up inventory or, you know, in, in, you know, in hopes that once once things lift, you'll be able to push that inventory out fairly quickly. Or what? You know, is there anything you're doing?
1: I am way. moving into a, my new house right now. Oh well, <laughs> talk about financial perfect. pressure.
0: John just closed escrow and bought a new house. Yay for John to support the economy.
1: Yeah, I don't know if this was um, the stupidest thing I've ever done in my life or a smart thing. Time will tell. To be determined. Um, yeah, I'm definitely a little stressed at the moment with uh money, but I'll be all right for, you know, I mean if I didn't work for a few months here at all, I'll be okay. After that, it's gonna start to get a little sketchy.
0: I think we all see a lot of our friends so definitely, you know, Hogan Brown's posting videos of tie tie tie, Matt Callie uses tie tie tie, and I think a lot of our friends who um you know, maybe they don't necessarily sell their own flies, but they rely on using them for, um, you know, their signature tie flyers. The companies that they're affiliated with are the ones tying their flies. If they've got some side jobs or some side clients who buy flies from them, great. Um, uh, you know, but I do see a lot of our friends in the fly fishing community. Um, I think I've seen more fly tying snippets and, and stories in the last few days than I typically see in two weeks or a month.
1: Yeah. And you know, right? like, go ahead, John. People are still getting out on the water for sure. I mean, yeah. this last weekend I was out on the sack and it was so busy that I actually got off of the water. I pulled my boat off the water because it was crazy. Yeah. Um,
0: I bet I mean, in three days it's not going to be like that or probably even today.
1: Um, well, I mean with the cooler weather, it calmed down, but it was, you know, nice over the weekend. And, um, it, it was crazy. I mean, people are still getting out, but I just, I don't know. I don't know how long that's going to last. I know a lot of other places are complete, like clear, Lake's completely closed down. Um, pyramid you know, closed down. Yeah. Pyramid closed down. I mean, there's a lot of places that are closing down. So I guess we'll see if they continue to keep the sack open and shaft the lake and, you know, all of that stuff that you even yeah. still can go out there and
0: I yeah. saw you today that Yosemite and um gosh, what kind other of park here? I just my brain just turned off. Uh have closed. Those national parks have actually closed here in California. So we're seeing some um even though the the initial was get out and enjoy the outdoors, take advantage of our state parks and our national parks. Um they're shutting those down. Um, I think they, one, they don't want to have employees in contact. So rangers not in contact with people, et cetera. And so from a safety standpoint, more and more and more every single day, um, the government's unfortunately being put in the position of, um, liability. And we did get an email today from the Shaft Trinity National Forest where they are, um, not doing anything face-to-face. A few employees are still going into the offices up in Mount Shasta. They have not shut anything down um, yet from a youth standpoint for, for people to be out, but I'm sure they're having to reconsider or consider some of that again, just to protect um, and protect their employees.
2: Yeah. um, You know that.
1: Yeah. I mean, Go for
2: it, Jeff. Uh, well, I was gonna, I was gonna say that, um, you know, I, I think that California still, I think, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be, you know, put bad thoughts in people's heads, but I also want to make sure that, you know, <laughs> you you guys are aware we're still very much behind the eight ball, um, just based on, you know, what's coming out of out of the you know, out of the governor's office in terms of the numbers and whatnot and what you're seeing, you know, trend wise in New York, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty gnarly. I, I still feel like, you know, if it's a tsunami, the water's still going out and it hasn't hit California yet. So, you know, just, just be prepared for it to get worse than it gets better. But I think it, you know, it, it could snap back just as fast. It just kind of depends on, you know, I, I think one thing about our country is, you know, we're pretty, we, we, rise to the occasion in terms of adversity and this will be a challenge for the you know for this generation so we'll get, we'll get through it
0: well I without mean, any I, testing i think it's put us all in a position of um again i live up in such a remote area
1: yeah.
0: there's nobody up here in chester county so far has had limited but we've had a death now um and limited exposure but there's no testing so We don't really know that there's limited exposure. You don't really know that there are, um, you know, whether odds are with you or against you and, and even in extremely populated areas, whether it be the Bay area or Los Angeles, nobody's, we're not, we're not capable yet of testing enough people to know anything. And then I think even what's more important and hopefully we'll get here just as quick are, um, test to determine whether or not you've had the virus and whether or not you've got any immunity to it. Um, I think that will be the one that can open the door to allow for a return to some normalcy, um, not just knowing potentially who's sick and how sick and and the the strain on our medical system, but if in fact you've been um, exposed, you've had the virus and you might know it or you might not know it, are you immune or are you still shedding anything? Is there anything that, that allows or causes you to still be contagious? And there's just so much unknown right now. We all need to do our part and stay away from people. Um, Keep, keep not only yourself safe, but keep everybody around you safe.
2: Yeah. And, and still, you know, try to people get spun up, um, you know, emotionally spun up during stuff like this and just try to, you know, be be nice to people, you know, go out of your way to be nice to people.
0: Yeah. Um, I I've, I've mailed that. people toilet paper. I I am um, <laughs> because of the business I'm in, we have yeah. a lot of toilet paper. And so I have in the back of my car, toilet paper left over from last season. I didn't go out and buy it or have to hoard it. And um I've actually mailed toilet paper to people. Um and so if you need toilet paper, call me.
1: We um, actually did me and Michelle did it. A- uh, like toilet paper drug <laughs> drug deal in the parking lot like a week or two ago. It was yeah, pretty we funny. Did. Damn.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but we do, we want to be kind to each other. We want to understand, you know, and the biggest thing, the takeaway here is this is the greatest equalizer amongst every single person who walks our earth. Um, no one will come away from this unscathed. We will all be battered. We will all be scarred, but we will all be okay. And, yep. I think if if we can all sit back and and take that step away from what's happening to me and be super thankful that I'm just here and I'm healthy and I'm going to make it through whatever this is, that I hope my parents stay safe. I hope, um, you know, my friends and my family and people I don't know, I just, I hope that we're able to wrap our arms around this thing and save as many people as possible. Yeah. That's what matters because we are so resilient as a people. Um, and we're so resilient as a country. We're going to see those world war, world war era manufacturing, you know, kick back in and all the things that people had to live without in order to support wars. Um, we can do that for a period of time. I'm, I'm hoping that we're not going to have to do that for a terribly extended period of time, but I think all of us can find ways to keep ourselves sane and keep ourselves um, happy at home and satisfied knowing we're doing the right thing. It's super fun where even up here where I live, again, in the middle of nowhere, people are taking this serious and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, small gyms that exist here, they've immediately figured out how to do Facebook live and still hold, you know, individual um, trainers are posting their exercise routines at the same time, you know, their classes would typically be held. Um, there's great meditation. There's a lot of levity. There's a lot of jokes going around, but I think there's so much out there that all of us, um, when we feel like we're missing something, we're not, there's, there's ways thank God with social media and, and with the internet, um, to be able to participate in group events, over an internet feed and to continue to exercise, continue to go outside and walk when it's safe and in, in your communities without impacting other people. Um, uh, one of my daughters just sent me a great link that, uh, the state of New York, their problem right now is they've run out of dogs to adopt. Um, and so many people are doing things like realizing, Hey, we can go get a shelter dog now because, guess what? We're going to be home for two weeks. We now have the time to train the dog. We now have the time to be home with this dog and to get it to become part of our family. And and of course, in a few weeks and a few months, we're all going to have to go back to reality. And they can
2: return we it. We will
0: have, no, <laughs> right. no I'm, no, just, kidding. I'm no. just kidding. But you know, when you get a puppy or you get a new dog, you need that time to assimilate them into your environment yeah, and to, yeah. to train them and to work with them. And then, and then of course, they're going to be okay at home without you or not, (laughs) but you can train them and you can spend that time with them and imprint them. And now is the very best time. You know, I'm going to veer off from the fly fishing and what's in it for us situation and say, if you have the desire, go to your local, um, humane society. And as long as it's something that once you return to work, you can still be a really good pet owner find that animal that your family has always wanted that you didn't have time for and take this time now. That's Bring a great, it great message.
2: There's a project and for the whole family right there.
0: That's right. That's right. And then of course, you know, it. it's trained and boom. And then you go to work and you've got it crate trained. You've got a dog yeah. door that it knows how to use. Um, I ended up with two really elderly pups a couple weeks ago um, in a, in a bad situation. And, they were scared. They're tiny, and I have huge, you know, golden retrievers. But man, now I've, they've been here for three weeks. They're ripping in and out of my dog door. They are part hmm. of the family. They That's jump cool. up on the couch with the big dogs. And if if anyone out there listening can go and do that and help save a pet, um, that would be a great thing to do. And They'll sit right there at your feet while you're tying your flies.
2: Hey, Michelle, tell every, tell our listeners how many how many pets you have and the variety of pets. Cause I think oh, it's awesome. I think
0: I'm feeding 28 right now. Um, so I have four horses, four mini donkeys, four dogs. I don't know. 12 cats. Um, I have a lot. I have a,
2: do you have any, do I you have, have any tigers?
0: Lot. I don't have any tigers or ligers or zebras. Um, See
2: Mike Tyson has tiger. Well, he used to have a tiger, but not anymore. Uh, but
1: yeah, have you I seen that so. new show on Netflix. It's all about that dude that ran the tiger uh no. i started
2: it and it looks so so nuts yeah it's on my it's on my watch list i know exactly what you're talking about that guy's off the off the
1: chain
0: yeah completely i won't even do goats so place. you got you got
1: netflix that's something you can do with yourself yeah, yeah netflix i, I
2: really Sometimes. i really like that that adopt a pet message though that's really cool thank you for suggesting that one
0: it's a, it's a great thing. And again, that families, individuals, all the things that you, all these things that we've said we don't have time for, we have time for. I love the yeah. posts that talk about, you know, kids that are home from school, you know, now's the time to teach them how to check the oil in their, in a car, whether or not they're big enough to drive. You know, how do you check air pressure on a tire? How do you cook an egg? Let's get, get, get home and get down yeah. to basics of here's some, you know real life skills that when we're all so busy and we're all going in a million directions we don't take the time for and whether it's your kids your grandkids we're all home now as our little insulated families now's that time um i've actually cleaned out a couple closets and done a few things that i should have done a long time ago but if i had small kids around now would be the time where it would be really fun to um you know, teach them how to bake. Teach yeah. them how to follow a recipe. Um, find some ways to give them long-term life skills uh, away from their phones, away from the screen. We get outside and we play, um, and we learn and and learn some fun things.
2: Yeah, I had a buddy. Uh, I've got a buddy that I had a conversation with the other night, and for like an hour, and he's basically like, you know, the cool thing. If there is a cool silver lining to this, is that he's you know they, as a family they would eat out like 5 5 days a week because both him and his mm-hmm. wife are like professionals and they they work crazy hours and um he was like you know we've been working from home and we have you know we're done pretty much at 5 and then it's like we have all this time now and we're getting our groceries delivered through via Instacart so we the whole family's cooking like my daughter's really into cooking and she's like learned how to do this 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 and I just I thought that was cool you know and to your point it's just kind of you know it's it's kind of letting families that nuclear family you know that they kind of was born and bred in the 50s kind of become a thing again for at least a little bit and it gives people a taste of what that's like you know because I still think that that generation is still the best and if we can you know yeah. there's there's certain I things. think
1: there could be some cool stuff that comes out of this yeah like I that. do
2: too man I like really that. do but- I really do
1: uh, I mean, my worry is, you, you know, we kind of just fall back to status quo as soon as things are status quo. You know, everyone just goes back to what they know, and hopefully, it doesn't. You know, people still continue to do that kind of cool stuff well, with their family and you I think know, that I think that the outdoors
2: things will go back to normal. They have to go back yeah. to normal, but the I think the difference is going to be that there's going to be a level of of um, self-awareness and gratitude that happens with people this time around that yep. that I think wasn't there before. That's my, my that's hope, my hope. And
0: the skills you've taught your kids, even though we all go back to normal, they go away to college, guess what? They can cook. Um, you know, they, they grow up and go on in their lives, whether it's a week or a month or two months that we're locked in right now, they're not going to forget what they learned. Um, we may all fall back into those old patterns, but we're not going to forget what we learned. We're not going to forget the joy we had. The next time we lose power for an hour or twenty-four hours, we're going to remember how easy it is to get through that. Right? You pull out the lantern. You pull out a board game. And gosh, we had to do this for two months. We can do this for a day. We can do this for a couple of days. Yeah. I think. I think there are long-term um, benefits. And always a silver lining when when we go through these things, as both as individuals, as families, um, and as a country.
2: Yeah. Well said.
1: I
0: hope so.
2: Well, what do you guys think? Is that a good spot to wrap it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, um, an animal. well when Chad, things, Yes.
1: we could always just go boat, take our boats out on the river in separate boats and go fish for some stripers one of these days. That you
0: better take like me in one of you what? <laughs> be on one of, I want to be
2: on one of those boats. Okay. Yeah. I'm totally down to do that, man. It's like, I think next week's going to, we're getting one little push of water here. And then next week is supposed to be in the like low eighties down, down here in Chico. And, cool. you know, provided, uh, um, provided we can get access to the launches and it's not stupid to do so. Um, I'm down. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, uh, Michelle, I will see you tomorrow. I'm going to oh, that's right. And borrow the horse trailer oh yeah. I'll do you guys all up for you?
2: do you guys want to talk about what we've been sidebarring about before we cut you loose yeah okay. who wants to start well i'll start
1: uh are you talking about that we're gonna add on with you
2: yes yeah, oh, yeah. So, so
1: we've been talking to chad and michelle and we're gonna do um our own little podcast but add it on to chad and nick's northern california podcast so we're probably going to do what one or two a month yeah and uh you know do topics that kind of pertain to our water um up in the intermountain area um, get, and, be more you know, specific,
2: get, John. Like list off some you know sit, some towns and some waterways so people know because these are places that we we touch on but we don't cover in detail on the NorCal show. So can you kind of you know, like get into the details waters, on a little bit better? Yeah,
1: yeah. Our waters that we'll cover up there and you know not limited to these, but we'll talk Hack Creek, we'll talk Fall River, um, Bernie Creek, Bomb Lake. Pitt River, McLeod River, um, maybe a little bit on the upper stack. Um, and then, you know, we have a bunch of lakes up there as well. And, um, you know, not only fishing, we'll talk about conservation. We'll get some cool people that are, you know, locals up there that have been in the area forever. The war stories. Uh, Yeah. I've already got some cool ideas of a few, you know, old timers to, to bring in, um, I know we had talked about bringing, you know, Carson, who is um, UC Davis um, fisheries biologist and knows our watersheds, you know, the scientific side of those watersheds better than anyone. Um, definitely get him on there to talk about some projects they've been doing up there.
0: We've also got cow going to be here, gosh, at least four times during the season with a uh, group. Um, and so we've got, you know, Curtis Knight and Drew Broth, who can talk about specific projects both going on up here and then throughout the state. Um, one of the great things about this lodge is the diversity and the variety of the guests we have here. So I think there are going to be a few times where we just have little roundabout discussions with guests um, uh, who for whatever reason or however they got involved in the fly fishing community, they have really interesting backgrounds themselves yep. in their personal and their business lives. And then we can talk about how that plays into, um, you know, the joy of fly fishing and, and what it means for them to be out on the water and to be in touch with, um, with the, with the fly fishing community. So we've talked about, um, again, just that variety and that sweet spot in the guest clientele we have here. Um, and so bringing in a little bit of uh, the the experience, not just, it isn't about the lodge, it's about why people fly fish, how they end up on the water. Um, we've got a lot of generational um, guests here, you know, grandpa, adult children, and grandchildren yeah. who all come up yeah. together. And yeah. I think that's going to be, Um, you know, speaking with some of those groups who come year after year after year. We get to watch their children grow up. We get to watch them interact with their parents, with their grandparents. Um, We get to watch them learn this beautiful, beautiful sport of fly fishing. And, you know, it's the highlight of their years. They travel all over the world, but the one thing they want to always do is come back here and fly fish um, and, and kind of just get back to that simplistic being in nature. So... We're really looking forward to sharing what goes on here. Yeah, it's um, you be know, awesome. we're bringing some lightheartedness around around the sport. In addition to the um, the scientists and the biologists and the um, the game wardens that you know we we get to interact with again because we're in a small community. So we'll be able to, to pull in people and get some uh, reflection on uh, both on a, a really a local pinpoint. Um, topic, but then we can, we can spread out and talk about, you know, who and why people are ending up, not just here, but ending up on the water. So I yeah. think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah.
2: And then in terms of, um, you know, the audio qualities, once, once we can all see each other's faces again, um, audio quality is going to be the same as it is across the entire network. It, like the you guys are used to listening to um, high end, high end gear, um, good mics and uh, great, great conversation. So Look out for that. We'll make a big announcement on it when it's, when it, when we got everybody back, back on the side.
0: And little imbibing along the way.
2: Yeah.
1: We're exactly. definitely looking forward to it. That's going to be fun. That's yeah, going to be
2: yeah, good. Thanks
0: still, for including us.
1: About it.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. You guys, well, thank you very much. Um, l- why don't we talk about the? Be yeah. Well. You too. And, and really quick, the website, Facebook, Instagrams really quick before we cut loose.
0: Oh, all the things dot com. Um, and Facebook is Clearwater Lodge Pit River. Our Instagram is Clearwater Lodge. Um, John, you've got your own things.
1: Uh, mine, uh, my Instagram is Foes Weasel. And uh, website is John Fischetti Fly Fishing.
2: Fochetti. the machete, Fischetti.
0: Yeah. And if you're looking for guides, we've got such a great um, network of Independent guides that work with us, we're always happy to, when, when the time is right, to get you out on the water with, with any of them. Um, you know, John and, and the boys and gals that, um, that I'm lucky enough to get to have come work here with our clients, um, just are phenomenal in personality, in skill, in patience, in teaching. And we, I'm always happy to, um, you know, provide contact information and send, uh guests or strangers their way so it's that's in cool. my best interest to keep all of them working and on the water so yep. if you're ever just wondering if you ever want to talk they're all really good about talking about flies that work and water that's fishing well and um and almost all of them have now gotten into fly fishing for bass in fact John and Ryan Avazi um were just in a bass tournament on Lake Shasta a couple weeks ago they were the only fly fishing team um, and I think came in 21st out of 60. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's but, not bad you know, for the they, first. They, yeah. There's a lot yeah. of people,
2: a lot, a lot of guys up here getting, getting more into bass, uh, on the fly. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so we're happy included. to
0: talk to people and work with people around that, you know, find other ways to get out on the water. It's not just trout. There are a lot of species and there's yeah. a lot of ways to, um, you know, get yourselves out on the water. And I have to say, we have the most generous, um, network of guides who are happy to share information and happy to, you know, help you be successful. You don't have to hire them. They're just really, really good young men and women who um, love the sport and and are really, really happy to share it.
2: Cool. Well, thank you once again, you guys, if you like this episode, yeah, for sure, man. Uh, If you guys like this episode, please leave us a review on your podcast player, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, check out our website www dot and most importantly, thank you Cal Trout for keeping the lights on. As month over month, you guys have been, um, you know, helping us out big time to keep the, you know, keep our editor editor paid and keeping this train going. So if you guys want to support the show, support Cal Trout by proxy. Thank you very hey, much. Hey, can for I listening. jump in
0: on that? Yeah, I'm sorry, but you know, Cal Trout had to. Um Uh, unfortunately not, they're not going to be able to hold their gala, which is typically held in the city, um, may the first weekend of May, first Friday in May. So they're going to be doing virtual, um, uh, sales and having, uh, both, um, you know, online auction items. So typically when you're at that event, there's live auction and, um, private or sign auction items, they are putting together a platform in order to be able to offer all the great trips, all the great items that get donated. Oh, Um, that's cool. And yeah. So, um, at some point, Barbus will make sure you guys have a link both from their site. And if you can, um, go ahead and go to the, it's caltrout.org. And what an amazing, amazing, uh, organization doing work in throughout the entire state of California and even up into Southern Oregon. All Um, up and down. Yeah. And, you know, fish, water, people, um, not just driven towards fish ecology, but the understanding that fresh water is life for all of us. Um, and so if you've got a chance, look that up. Um, we are auctioning off even spaces for the five rivers challenge. Um, oh, cool. there are, yeah, you can get into a drawing for the five rivers challenge. So, which is a tournament we hold up here, um, out of the, uh, out of the lodge this year in September. But, um, I'm going to chime in and be a Cal trout supporter. I love the fact that they're supporting Barbless and, and what you're doing, sharing great information. Um, but they're also just a fabulous organization to align yourself with, um, always doing something inventive and fun.
2: Absolutely. Amen. Well, you guys stay safe out there. Keep your family safe. Batten down the hatches. It'll get better soon, guys. Thanks for
1: listening. Right,
0: okay. Take care. Later, chat. Uh, special thanks to our sponsors without them this show would not be possible like this episode leave a review grab some gear or become a patreon supporter links are in this episode's description this show is part of the barbless podcast network for sponsorship inquiries or general questions please email fishon at barbless.co no better fish better this has been an amp audio production